You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Mm-hmm. It's that time of the program where when the Flames play the night before, the Cobra slithers his way into our studio. Our Big Show Flames analyst is Mr. Brent Cron, and he's brought to you by All Kind Door Services. Your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Um, you know what? <laughs> what? You just had a lot of energy with your good morning, and then you just tailed <laughs> you know, off. Good morning. Know, uh, you know, yeah, you really I, petered out of that. I, I, was, I was thinking. You okay. know, and, and here's here's what I was thinking, right? Uh-huh. I have a lot of energy. I love coming on. I appreciate you guys having me on. And then my mind immediately goes to Dylan Dubé got a great chance last night. Oh. And do I want to start the show off no. like that? You know what I mean? What are you doing? I know. It's negative. Why you, That's why I stopped. Like I, no, no. Brain cramp. If you're fired up, yeah. I want to harness that fire. <laughs> I want to throw I want to throw Kindle. I want to <laughs> Tinder. Oh, Tinder. I want to throw lighter fluid on it. Some petrol? Sure. Yeah. Uh, tell us why you're upset at Dylan Dubé. Here's your perfect. Here's your perfect uh, uh, opportunity to go out there and and do something. Mm. Be noticed. You have this is Huberto sick. Gay didn't see that one coming. No. And now you get an opportunity. Like, hey, perfect. I'm done playing on the fourth line. I hate it down there. It sucks. Hasn't been. You know, Greer's been the best fourth line guy. I'm not calling any of those other guys out. But Dubé is is he better than the fourth line player? He's got an opportunity right now to be a number one. Like he's not going to be there full time, but. Chip in, Show do something, something. do yeah. something. That's enough motivation you need to say, hey, I didn't see this opportunity coming. I haven't scored now in what, a goal in what, 27 games? I haven't got a point in 21 or 22. I'm playing on the top line now. Do something. That's an opportunity. You're a pro hockey player. I mean, I know it doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Believe me, you get plenty of guys get opportunities and don't do anything with it. But we've seen this player. The only reason why we're so fresh is we've seen him contribute. He's been good. And now it's like this when? year he's, he's having a tough time. Well, when previous years, previous, previous years, years. Yeah, yeah, not this season. No, um, he's having a bad season, and this is this could be just something that could just light a fire under his rear end and say, "Hey, I'm on front. I'm playing on the first line. This can get me going." Like, don't even think. Just go out and play. You're playing with players that obviously are more skilled in the fourth line. But Cron, he won the fitness test. <laughs> I I hated that test. It was an excuse to get cut. You know what I mean? If you didn't take that seriously, it's like, could you really be a pro player? Yeah. You, know I mean? you, you can't be a slob showing up. Do you want know showed up on my Twitter uh, algorithm <laughs> after what? we had this conversation what? last time? What? The stretch test yes. or whatever you call it. The sit reach. and reach. Sit and reach. Yeah. One yeah. of those boxes <laughs> showed up on yeah. my Twitter timeline. How did that happen? Because your phone's always listening to what you're <laughs> yeah, saying. It was it, like a nostalgia is. account. Yeah. It wasn't like an right. ad I mean, or anything, I was but. tops and sit and reach, and I didn't. You know, it didn't work to my advantage, yeah, right? You're flexible, but aren't you yeah. much of a... Never mind. A puck stopper? Is that what you're trying to get no, at? I was going to say athlete. <laughs> I uh, I said this earlier. Um, they missed Huberto last night. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, I was I was looking He's for been that good too. in January. And he's been he's been creating plays. Yes. Like, let's, let's you know, not get too, you know, these, these, the short window that he's been consistent. Eight points, eight games. But he's been making things happen, too, and away from the puck, right? Making the others... Guys on the line around him more uh, dangerous, effective, and you're 100% right. They missed him on the power play last Absolutely night, Absolutely, they did. They were one for five, and that sharing going go with bomb. Bingo. That was good, but that whole power play looked meh. Yeah, and listen, with Huberto, like, he, 
he's starting to find a rhythm with those guys on the top line, right? For sure. They can start getting that circle going, he, the cycle. He's got like what you would call in football a big catch radius. Yeah. He can take, he can catch a pass if it's behind him, if it's in his feet. He, he usually can handle something like that. There was a couple instances where you know five on five, that line kind of started to go, and then the puck would die on on Dubé's stick, or you know he couldn't wrangle in a pass or something like that. So, you know, listen, it is what it is. Huberto missed a game. We'll see how he looks when he comes back. I'm sure he's going to be fine, but. You miss him on the power play. He creates offense for you. He started to turn it around. He'll be back. I'm not too worried about what happened there yesterday with that group. Oh, I'm not worried about it either myself. It's yeah. just uh, I, I cheer for Dylan. I like him. You Yo. Know, you know what I mean? And then, and sitting there watching it as a fan, and, you know, I've, I've, I've been, you know, shook his hand and had a couple conversations. Great, great kid. Awesome yeah. guy, right? And you want the best for him, and that's an opportunity where you know mm-hmm. that he's, like, this is an opportunity for me too, right? You know, and you just kind of think, and you want it to go well for, Especially a guy like him, and it just—it was frustrating for me. I was watching the game, just almost looking too intently to try and say, "Hey, where, where is it?" You just want him to do something. Come on, let's go, right? And it's it's, just—it's—it's—it was—it wasn't there again last night, which is just uh, because I care. It's frustrating. I just wonder if it is what it is, kind of at this point. Yeah, for sure. You know, this year—I know it's a down year, but you're like, man, if if he does want to settle into a fourth line role, he could have a long NHL career doing it for sure. But having said like struggles this season and also you get an unexpected turn of chance where you get hey you know what yeah. i haven't had a great year you're getting bumped up to the first line tonight buddy well like what there's there you go there's your opportunity to, to get some momentum is there a guy who gets more opportunity uh with less is rajitska oh man like he gets second power play time gets mixed in there once in a while saw it last night like but he the thing is you have to put him on the second power play if you're going to get anything out of him for, for me at but, this point sure but, but that's what i mean like there's a guy that it's just not working here no. with him. And 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 again, we, we there's no need to and we do that in a lot of Canadian markets where we focus way too much on the sixth and seventh defenseman or the fourth line on a team. But to me, he's just maybe he needs a change of scenery. Like oh, he's a he's a big guy, there's talent. There I see why like the flames, you know, oh come on, get this guy going. But how much more leash does this guy need? For sure. Like, eventually, you got to cut bait and go, you know, it's just not going to work here for you, and we need to give another guy an opportunity because he's the first guy I would sit down once Jacob Peltier comes back. For sure. Well, and and it's tough watching him, too, because you do – the word potential just gets thrown around. Like you said, he's a big guy. He's got a ton of talent. You're sitting there like, okay, let's put this let's put this all together. You let's can harness be, it. Yeah, let's go here. And even last night, you know, he had the puck, and I can't remember what period it was, and I made notes, but I'm not even looking at him right now. And and he just has the puck and he just gets picked. Like the guy just comes up behind him, lifts the stick, gone. Like yeah, it was in the, I want to say the second period. It was down right in front of us. There we remembered it. We were right in front, and he. You're right. He sat there. He was at the bottom his of the feet circle. Were still, he, we, but then he just loaded it, and he was waiting, and he was waiting, and then the puck was gone. You know, and and that just, you know, I was kind of half watching the game at that point. Yeah. And I remember just looking over the team, like, what? Who is that? Rizichka? Yeah. And I rewinded it, and I'm like, of course it is. You know, like stuff like that, where it just drives you know the the coaching staff nuts because a, a talented player, like, move your feet, move your feet, yeah, make a play. But you're, if you're standing waiting for the play to come, you're not a goalie. Get moving, right? Like make the simple play first. I know you're you have talent, but you're in your own zone too. I think, or maybe it was the uh, anyway. they were in the offensive yeah. zone for that. But and you're just like, come on, man. You know, and those those guys I played with a ton of them. Where you just the talent that they had in their pinky toe. In practice, you know, ripping around, you couldn't stop him, or this guy would go end to end, and you're like, "That's what we need." And then you get to the game, and you get, you know, you get 
rubbed out along the boards. You get a little and black, that's it. And then it's like, okay, well, you know what? This game is a lot harder than I than, than I thought it was. Ooh, these guys are being kind yeah, of mean. I know. I'd it's rather like, not. Like Pavel Brendel comes completely to mind when I played with him in junior. That guy was a, unbelievable. But you go hit him once, twice, and that's really it. You know, three times a lady. Once, twice, three times. Yeah, but. Just stuff like that, where you see players, it's like, you know what they could be, you practice against them, you can say, like, that guy's the most talented player in the room, not saying Razichka is, but you can, you just know it, and then you get out there, and it's, you have to you have to want it, you have to compete. RFAs at the end of the year, both with arbitration rates. But I think the arbitration hammer leans towards the Flames, given the season they've both put together. You could also just walk away yeah. from any decision. They're not going to. I think you still qualify me and try and get something out of it. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I, I I would not sign Dylan Dubé to a multi-year deal. No, but the, well, that's one-year deal. Like you qualify him, right? Two way, and then deal, if he I wants guess. to take the qualifier, great. And if he doesn't, well, then he holds out, and someone tries to trade for him. Okay, like the Flames have a lot. The Flames have the power here against sure. both these players when Absolutely. the year comes to an end. So. Um, from the uh, negativity to yeah. the positivity. <laughs> yeah, I know, one I yesterday. I didn't mean to start the show off like that. I didn't want to because no, it was a win. Yeah, you were like shot out of a cannon. We got to harness the energy. I I like He's right. Fire. I, I like your passion. Yep. Um, what did you think of Dan Vladar's game? Because I thought in the first period he was a little shaky. Yeah. He missed a couple. That one shot where the Coyotes came down and he just whiffed on it with his glove. It's like, good thing that missed because that could have potentially went in from a, from far away. What did you think? Because I thought in the first period he looked shaky and then he progressively got better as the game wore on for sure he wasn't expected to start last night either then markstrom mm-hmm. goes and gets hurt and i wanted to make a point earlier it's like it just goes to show you too that the the, the trust that they have in vladar and wolf were last season even though yeah. markstrom was injured you know it was just we got to play markstrom and they had vladar that had a hot streak last season too mm-hmm. where they didn't utilize that and they just kept playing the crap out of markstrom and now and and this isn't a shot at Markstrom. I'm just saying, you know, he could have a hangnail. He could be at like 98%. And Husk could come and say, you know what, Marky? Why don't you take this night off? We're yeah. going to put Vladar in, get to rest. And it goes such a long way for, for Markstrom to maintain that high level of, of play. But but for, for Vladar last night, that's a nerve-wracking game. Your team's on a, on a three, you know, they've un, undefeated in three. They're on a heater. A bit of a heater. They're eh? on a bit of How a heater. How about them flames? You know, and Markstrom has arguably been... For the amount of goals they've scored, Markstrom has still probably been their best or most consistent player, mm-hmm. right, outside of Coleman. And then you go into a situation like that, and that's a losable game for a backup goalie because the team's got momentum, their lineup hasn't changed. You're going in, and it's like, okay, oh, and now you're starting tonight, Vladdy. And he's excited because he wants to get in the net. But then sometimes if you have a bit too much to think and to prepare, and you're like, wow, you know, we really need it, and now we're one point ahead of the Coyotes, and... And, and, you know, like it's a big game, and we're in the playoff run, and we're wild card race. First game home. First How are the boys' home. legs going to be in front of me? And I thought that that first save he made, that kind of little pass from behind the net out to the slot where it hit him dead center in the, the chest. PK? Yeah. 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 I, but I thought that was, a, that was a good indicator of, you know, hey, like he's going to battle every night. He's not Markstrom. And he was fortunate, too, where he makes that good first save. The first period, it, it, it's hit or miss when you don't have that much action. And then you get one or two shots, and it's it was a pretty sleepy first period. Ten total shots right. between the two very clubs. Very sleepy first I think it was period. Three flames, seven coyotes. And so you you sit there, and there's a little bit of pressure, and the pressure mounts, and you feel a puck a little bit. But you know what? That's a prime example of when a squeaker can go in too. Yeah, it's, it's such a lazy, slow period, and there's kind of waiting for things to happen, and both teams aren't really firing. But he did progressively get better throughout the game. Um, Would you I, call that first goal for Arizona a squeaker? 
I didn't like, even though it's a knuckle puck. Yeah, you know, right. I, I, and you can see it knuckling. And it, yes, it did hit Hannafin's. a knuckle yuck. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, an eighty-three point five mile an hour knuckle puck, a bomb, and uh, <laughs> and it was kind of a a broken play too because it was a pass across came up and the guy just was able to step into it with Jersey or whatever. Jersey, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him have that, but it's a knuckle puck, and it was you know it was a bomb, right? And there's there was traffic in front, and it goes. And the only problem is is it looks like he whiffed at it, though. You know what I mean? Because every time you look, and then he looks at his glove, and you're like, oh, you like. And the that. trajectory, it almost looked like he was going to go over the net, but it hit his glove. But I think it would have dropped because of the knuckle effect. Yeah. But and and you know what? I I didn't have a huge problem. Yeah. On Villar with that one, but I just don't like his body language after that because even that goal. He was and, real frustrated. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like I know it's easier to say, oh, don't let it bother you, man. Everything's going to work out. But he battled back. He made some big saves to keep it one nothing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and and what what I did notice too though is. Is you uh, you are painfully aware of how good of a puck handler Markstrom is when Bars in that day. Oh yeah, <laughs> Corey Sarich was talking about it during the intermission. Like it's a huge difference when oh. your goaltender can help you out back oh, there. Oh man, and Vladar wasn't even he wasn't bad with the puck. Like he didn't make any glaring mistakes. The, you just notice how many times the D have to go back and pick the puck up and take a hit to get it out. Whereas when Markstrom's in there, he's got it stopped. He's got the play set up, and there's a lot more rhythm between Markstrom and the defenseman too. Where Vladar has to come in in these situations, and it's just, your job is to stop the puck. You're not out there to try to get two apples and, you know, reduce the workload on your on your goal, on your your defenseman, but uh, you, I definitely noticed that last night. I, I know the uh, the Logan Cooley goal bounced off his skate and it went in, but I kind of noticed, was he at a position in that goal? Well, he he challenged the shot big time, right? He didn't want to get beat on the shot. Yeah. Right, he didn't want to give him the opportunity. Did he lose his net a little oh, bit on that, that shot? He There's does. a lot of left-to-right movement on that play. <laughs> Keller comes in on the right, he goes far yeah. dot, and then just quickly, it's right back. He does the touch pass, it's over to Dursey. Like, it's left, right, left, right, real fast. But that he, would be my own, because well, I'm trying yeah, to save sure, but, but you know what? He's also a big man, too, and he, he can cover a lot more space by not moving as much, and it's easy to dissect afterward. That's why I'm here. Um, but <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Courtesy of all kind door services. Yeah, respect yeah. on yeah. it. Yes, sir. To, to take my uh, 2020 vision here, and uh, but he he does. My big one of my biggest criticisms when Markstrom struggle is how much he moves in the net, and yep. I think we've seen this season how quiet and calm he is. Vladar mm-hmm. is also another guy that moves a lot in the net. You see him, and it's just work, work, work. Vladar there too. Yes, it, there's a chance of a shot. The guy's a right-handed shot. But he's not going to beat you from there, or at least he shouldn't. You know, I mean, wh- which which player was that? that so had... Dersey gets a shot yeah. on the right side here. He, but he completely because he was outside of the dots too. He's coming in on on Vladar's glove side, and he's got some speed, so he's losing his angle real For fast. Sure. But he's a right-handed shot, yeah. And you're not going to be like you have to have a tad bit more worse. That was probably going to go in regardless, maybe. But maybe Markstrom stops that puck. Who knows? Mm. But it's a, he's got to be deeper in his net on that one because. There's not. He's not going to shoot the puck from there, right? He's yeah. not. He's, he's just not. And if he does, he's not going to fit that between your ear hole and the bar. No, right. And, and it just it just seems to me like he just bit. Yeah, he bit so hard on it, and he's he's too far out. But like I said, he's a big guy. He doesn't need to be that far. He needs yeah. to. That that's just reading the play, and that's just confidence, right? Because you can tell how hard Vladar tries to stop the puck. You can see how much he works. How about this gross little touch pass from Keller as it's coming back? <laughs> so he rips it here, and then this pass here, boom, you right to what? Jersey. Oh, Keller's just, awesome. He's hey, so fun to watch, man. Every time he's got the puck, I, I don't know a whole bunch about him, but over these last two games, the Flames have played against Arizona. He looks good. Hey, nice job. Yeah, nice catch. Yeah, he's a, Good job. He's a slippery player. I, I have a lot of time watching. 
I, and Connor Ingram was good too last night. He, he didn't have much good. to do, but we <laughs> that that, a good year. that Greer <laughs> shot it right into his glove. glove. <laughs> and Ingram's just like, ah, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna take the dart out of my yeah. mouth. I'm gonna ash it off on the tray. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, he's, he he could have stopped that one in jeans. I think it was just, yeah, no problem. I yep. got this. No big deal. <laughs> hey, did you ever wear jeans underneath your gear <laughs> no. to play goal because you, you know wore what? that in the bag? But I have a buddy back home. Yeah, the, we in call Winkler. Him, we call him the Sizzler. Yeah. And because uh, he's because he, he sweats when he drinks, so we call him the Sizzler. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I I was not here for this, but my buddies back home they go back and play like a hockey tournament or whatever. And he yeah. was literally in jeans and a shirt underneath his hockey equipment, played a game, and then got changed. And like, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> the old Just, the old sizzle. Yeah, yeah. Change the skates for some crab kickers, and <laughs> yeah. off you went. Hey, oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about some of the physicality in that game. Yeah. And the fact that, as George picked up on earlier, no one scrapped. Pospisil gets hip-checked. He lays it right back on Dumba later on in the shift. Good clean check. I love Coleman that. got yes. popped at the blue yeah. line in the third by, I think it was Kessel Ram, I want to say. Yes. Zari? Uh, Zari, yeah. There were some guys taking wallops, but... Didn't have to scrap after. Because no. they saw O'Brien on yeah. the other side, because that dude's a load. <laughs> that guy's yeah. a big oaf. Hey? You know, yeah. it's, it's, that guy's built like a square. <laughs> you know what? It is just amazing um, what you can get away with if one team has one guy where like, he's got like all of his knuckles are just indented into yeah. his hand. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And it doesn't happen that much anymore, right? But you know, that hip check. That's like Brian Marchman old school that hip was, check that was stuff. Nice. Right? Beautiful thing of hey? beauty by that Dumba. was un- almost. I think Pospisil being as greasy as he is, like man, that was a great hit. As yeah. he's going down, and, yeah. you know, you know, butt over tea kettle. You know, he's sitting there. Man, I got smoke. What a great hip check. Those are the worst because you're face first <laughs> into the ice. You're doing the scorpion, and you know what's coming to. And it's like it's it's so slow the progression of it, right? And, and there's no bailout. And you can't get anywhere. <laughs> and he took it like a champ. Um, but I, I did like the, the the grease of it. You know what I, I I did. But I also I I always miss fighting in the game. I always miss that aggression part. You know, like that Philly game they played. It was all a lot of pushing and shoving, and nobody was really doing a whole bunch. And the that what were you gonna say there? Did you like Osterley trying to fight the guy with the <laughs> oh, ref in between? <laughs> oh, I know. Just let me at him. Yeah, he's, let me at him. It's always safe to fight a dude who's six inches taller when he's already being restrained <laughs> by the stripes. <laughs> But you know who knows that big guy's even tough anyway. Was, was that what's was his last name? It started with Michael Kesselring. Kesselring, yes, mm-hmm. he was. I think part of the Bugstad trade, a former Oilers prospect. But I didn't like that extra shot on. Well, the extra two shots on Zari, oh, and it just yeah. kind of yeah, it was a dirty play. It, I think the, I think the league will look at that today. Yeah, because that was uh, I was spin it the was wheel. The I doubt it. Yeah, but again, you're right. Like I have no idea what yeah. players say. Yeah. You probably get a ten game suspension today. I'd be like, yeah. okay, yeah. I have no idea what's yeah. going to happen to him. You know, no just, idea. Are they drinking whiskey or they're drinking wine tonight? What, yeah, which, that's which one? essentially what it is. Yeah, they probably have a chimp who spins the wheel, <laughs> yeah. and that's what they do the suspension yeah. with. Yeah, fine, and fine. They... Two games, one game, fine. You don't have no idea what it is. And they pay that chimp one point five million dollars. Oh yeah, he's very well compensated, yeah. and they have that creepy AI voice yeah. that does the suspensions for him. <laughs> um, Huska talked about a post game that Pospisil play that we talked about the hip check from Dumba. Uh, that's just credit to him that on the tying goal, he did the same thing. He flew down the wing and he knows in the NHL, you're going to get hit, but it didn't matter because he kept moving his feet and, and got the puck to Kadri who banged it in. And I gave the Nazem Kadri example that 
the, the, the younger gentleman on the show didn't realize I go, he was like Glenn Anderson from back in the day, Kron. Either the puck, him, or the goalie goes in the net. I love it. It's such a good line. I'm happy you said that because I didn't even think about it, but we've been I've been complaining on the show of all the bailouts that players do now where they just they don't get the line or they, they, they know somebody's coming and they just kind of do the old soft chip play. Cam and then York. they turn their back and get mm. smoked. I was like, ooh, that's a boarding call. He's putting himself in harm's. Pospisil doesn't bail. On the play, hey? Mm-hmm. He took that hit from Dumba, got up, drives the net on that second goal, and he's the, the man is not uh, afraid, or at least he's braced for impact, mm-hmm. right? You know, it, the plane is crashing, you know, put your life vest on. Like, that's not going to save you, but at least you know something's coming. How uh, much does playing in the minors help with that? A ton. Yeah. Because guys are always trying to take your head off down there. Oh, yes. If you're ever in a plane crash? Yeah. Brace yourself with your non-dominant hand oh. in case you need your dominant hand to unleash your seatbelt and get to safety. I like that. I was thought to do unleash fury, but I guess yeah. it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. Very, that's very important information. For yeah. sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just saying. And you're more likely to survive a plane crash in the back of the plane. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, really? Really? Yes. Yep. Statistically, really? yeah. Wow. It's not even close. Front of the plane? Uh. Learning something new yeah. every day. Smell- back of the plane? Oh, you got a shot. Oh. It smells back there, though. So well, the air's but, a little musty, but it might save it, your life. It's true. Yeah. It's a little thick. <laughs> yeah. But I learned last week that if the door comes off, little kids will lose their shirt. <laughs> yeah. It just gets sucked out. Yeah. yeah. And apparently they offered every passenger 1500 bucks. That's sick that, deal. Hey, yeah. Don't take that. No. Yeah. If, if you're a passenger, don't take that because you can get a lot more yeah, if you don't probably. take that. <laughs> hey, sorry about your terrifying experience of our plane just blowing up yeah. kind of on, you know, during the flight for no reason. Yeah. Here's like a month's rent. Here's, Just sign here. Here's 15 hunch. <laughs> yeah. Would you like 15 sheets? Yeah. What, what is that? Can you, can you quantify? $1,500. Yeah. $1, yeah. Right? yeah. Just danger pay. Right. Yeah. That, that's I know that you're never going to fly anywhere ever again and you're traumatized <laughs> yeah. for life and you yeah. probably already have spent that in therapy yeah. bills, but <laughs> right. deal? Sign here. And here. Yeah. And here. And um, here. You wanted and to here. finish your thought on Pospisil before I cut you off. Yeah, but just the American League, too. That's a good point, Rosie. You know oh, what? Oh, I, 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 that, spending a little bit of time down there, it, in, in, depending on where you're drafted in the, uh, <laughs> that was not a ding. <laughs> that, that was not a ding. He said good point. He said good point, but yes. it wasn't a good question. Well, yeah. we, he, he comes in here, no. we have to make good points. I don't always <laughs> ask him questions. Sometimes, <laughs> yellow card. You know what? Stri- it needs to be stricken from the what? record. No. Yeah, no. Is there, is that, well, I wish we had a reverse ding button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only used for a good question. I've some for interesting questions. The yeah. undinger. It's kind of close. Mm. Okay. But uh, spending a little time in the American League, that was always, you know, 15, you know, 10, 15, well, 15, 20 years ago. That was always, you're going to spend a little time down there. Unless you're a complete phenom, you're Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury spent a little time yep. in the minors too, right? Is and, that the biggest thing Matt Coronado should be working on right yes, now? Yes, 100%. Because he scores at will. 100%. And keep going at that clip. It's hard too. Like, and this is first year down mm-hmm. there. So yeah. you, you can't be a baby about it. Like, yes, it would be awesome to make huge Jack playing in the National Hockey League, flying on a private plane, getting all that food. It's, it'd be, it would be amazing. But it's your first year. You have to understand what it's like to be a pro, too. A lot of kids come out of college and university, and they don't play as many games, and the travel isn't as crazy, and the expectation is, you're, I mean, you're the best player on the team or close to it, so mm-hmm. you kind of get treated like a pro, and then you you, you got to go ride the bus in the American League, and it's a humbling experience because you're playing three games in two and a half days, and you know you get to talk to some guys down there that have been around for a long time, and you don't want to be like me. You know Brett, what I mean? Brett's, uh, <laughs> well, if Brett Sutter's had a very good career. Absolutely, but but he's he's an invaluable resource. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's why he's down there. I played with so many guys that have played 
couple hundred games in the National Hockey League or 50 games in the National Hockey League that have been kind of that, lead, that buffer. That's why the guys like that are there. And you get a hold of a guy like Pospisil who wants to learn because there's quite a few guys when they go down there, they're just like, I don't want it. It's American Hockey League. Yeah. I'm a National Hockey League player, man. How many games do you play in the National Zero. But I'm a high draft pick and I scored, you know, 35 goals last year at Colgate or whatever. Or, Harvard. Or for Moose Jaw, right? Yeah. It's like you have to learn the game too a bit. Then it's a different game. And you, you do notice that I'm not sure how many people are go to tons of Hitman games and you go watch the Wranglers play and you just notice like how much more crisp, professional, fast, tough, structured, structured, stronger, everything. Right. Yeah. And so you sit there and it's like, it, it's awesome having the Wranglers here. Cause I love going to watch them. And I always see, I always see Cronin in the crowd <laughs> and with his shaking hands, with, with the his, his, his yeah. entourage. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? yeah he just rolls right. six to 12 deep at least. You know, when I got people on, on the uh, concourse going yeah. every once in a while, right? That's <laughs> nice. true. Does, do, doesn't get me any free beer at all, but it, whatever. <laughs> hey, do you want one? That's great. It's a great little slither snake sound. Yeah. Right. Can I buy you a beer? Yeah. Um, but uh, but you just you notice the difference, right? And and kids, when they're used to being top, 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 top everything, and then the top is obviously the National Hockey League, but you got to go sit in the, the American League for 10 games or look at Zari too. I mean, he was down there for a little bit and he comes couple up. A couple of years, yeah. Yeah, right. And you sit there and it's like, Sometimes you just got to pay your dues, and it's hard when you... And, and sometimes your role just changes in professional yes. hockey. Nick Kiprios told us, he used to be a sniper in junior, yes. then turned into a fighter in the NHL, and it was a fourth-line guy. Mark Kastelik for the Ottawa Senators is a fourth-line dude who basically is their fighter now. He scored 55 for the Hitmen, like, a couple right. years ago as their captain. Right. Ronnie Stern, back in the day, too, played in the queue, goal scorer. Comes to National Hockey, that's what it takes. Eric Nystrom, first-round draft pick. Sure, yeah. Right, guys like that, they're like, I want to be here. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't have room for another skilled goal-scoring forward. Sometimes you got to play that checking line, that fourth line, or you got to sit in the in the press box and kind of work your way through it. And that's tough to do. Like, it really is. But uh, uh, it's nice when it pays off. And a guy like Pospisil, he's got a bit of grit to his game, a little sandpaper, a little spit in his eye. Love it. A um, little tint in the visor. <laughs> I... Um... I wanted to have maybe that should they tank what's to do with the deadline conversation with you, but I'm going to call Audible. I'd much rather have you talk about Maple Leaf fans straight ahead, <laughs> and we'll do that. Brent Cron is the Cobra. We got heaps of audio, too, we have to share with Brent. Oh, yeah, there's lots of stuff we want to play for you, too. Yeah, I love it. Uh, there's a play-by-play call, we think, from from out east. No, not no? that guy. Oh, okay. Not, that, not the, the, oh, he did it. Not that guy. <laughs> no, this, no, so this one's even better. Oh, jeez. Like, I don't want to oversell it. <laughs> This one's better. Okay. It's probably the the best worst call. Worst best call? Okay. Whatever you've ever mm. heard in your life. Interesting. I'm overselling it. That's a really good. But it is uh... good. But I'm overselling it. Uh, like... That's that's the Cobra, Mr. Brent Cron, Big Show Flames analyst, courtesy of our good friends at All Kind Door Services. We'll play you some audio, and we'll get your opinion on Leaf fans. Love they're going to invade the Dome tomorrow night. Yes. We'll do that next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Well, hi there. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, the Cobra, our Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, courtesy of All Kind Door Services, in studio for the next 20 minutes or so as we wrap up Wednesday's edition of the program. Um, I was uh, I was reminded of something that I completely forgot about. Um, you owe Matty Rose a poem bet. 
Yeah, and it turns after up- you lost the sum of all flames to Maddie on Friday. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. Wasn't a high priority in the Cron household over the weekend. Maybe it should have been. Yes. Maybe it should have been the number one <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> priority. Yeah. Unbelievable. Are, you're not prepared to write no. a poem? You know, I, I told you, I lied to you when I told you I had uh, a plethora of poems <laughs> in my in my chest of drawers, my armoire, really? uh, ready to go at a moment's notice. Is next journal? <laughs> yeah, I have a journal too. I probably should have a journal. And you just write meow, meow, meow over <laughs> and over again? Yeah. And then, I, and then I spell one wrong and I try to find it like yeah. three weeks later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you, owe a po- you owe me a poem bet. Okay. I'm going to let you off the hook today. Oh, I appreciate but that. But you need to pay up next week because you're not here Friday apparently. Exactly. Because you're going Mr. to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Family vacation to Lloydminster. Oh, okay. we're leaving wow. Friday. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Look at you. I've never been. You know what? I'll tell you what. I love going to Lloydminster. I love every second of it. I'll tell you why. There's a there's a hotel that used to be called the Tropical Inn that had a Tony Romas in the in the bay or in the main floor. Great ribs. I and worked then, at a Tony I, Romas in Niagara Falls. They're unbelievable. But the Tony Romas is gone now. Yeah. And and the name of the place is called Travelodge, but they have two <clears throat> unbelievable water slides. Two different entry level water slides. There's an intermediate. Yep. And then there's like, let's go water slide with a giant hot tub, but nobody's in it. And it's like, I go down there every time, check into my room, like, hey, how you doing, Brett? Hey, great, thanks. And I check in and I put my swim shorts on. Your trunks? And I go heat up in the hot tub. Yeah. And I jump into the cold pool. And then I get, you know, just all stretched out. And then I just, you know, get some running steam and I grab onto the bars on top of the top, the, you know, the speed and you demon. Propel of, yourself? Oh, and I just fire myself down there and I close my eyes. And I just sail, and you go up on your shoulder blades yep. and your heels, and a gentleman like myself can get a lot of speed. Inertia. Yeah, yeah. right? And then yeah. when, you, when, you go, when you finally crash into the water, it's, there's very little water left in the pool when you mm. get out, right? And then you go to the back in the hot tub, and you, go, and you go back to your room, and then you get to work. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm wow. leaving tomorrow morning. Like, I, uh, I didn't know you were a big water slide guy. Oh, well, a monster I... water slide guy. And and you know, the gentleman that I'm a friend of mine I'm going up there to see uh, he he's very well aware of this you know dinner will start at so I think about five five, yeah, six, five how many six times are you going up and down the water slide two that's it two oh, okay that's it just get two good runs in because you don't want to climb the stairs to get yeah, there yeah well it takes a lot out of you and it's sweating in cold water too it's just it's an uncomfortable feeling I'm not right. sure if you've done that before but uh, listen if now uh, now I'm always going to connect uh, Lloyd Minster with water slides oh man the best on the main drag there it's great and they got two restaurants in there and it's just uh, Heaven. Uh, we want to play some audio for you, but first, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in town tomorrow <laughs> night. Uh, yeah. Maddie calls tomorrow night's game his least favorite regular season game of the year because there'll be a lot of blue and white sweaters in the it's crowd. Awful. It's the worst. Down at uh, Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Okay, mate, you're <laughs> getting out of here. Out of town. You don't want to see Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody at the bar so, or restaurant nowhere. Yeah, We, uh, we kind of talked about this before he jumped on uh, the air. Um, your disdain for Leaf fans coming into Calgary, why is that? Let me paint you a picture here. Okay. okay. With words? With words. That's what we do here on mm-hmm. radio. Yes. Mm. Um, so so my father okay. um, was a huge, huge, huge Leafs fan. And he was a very meek and mild human being. Oh, right? okay. Not overly confrontational, patient, kind, good listener, all the good attributes you would have in a, in a good father, right? Mm. He was great. And my mom's three brothers are giant Habs fans. Oh, Ooh. And then my my father's dad is a monster Bruins fan, right? Wow, whoa! It's a lot and, of oil and water, in right? That family. And, and before all the double headers were on Hockey Night in Canada, there was a single game, and you know it was Toronto and Montreal, and Toronto and Boston, and you know all that kind of stuff. And I always felt sorry for my dad because I used to sit there and he would just get absolutely roasted when <sighs> the when the when the Canadians won the Stanley Cup and was it ninety three? Ninety three, right? After. 
Wayne Gretzky won Game 7 at Maple Leaf Gardens. Right, I remember watching that. The game. missed high stick in Game 6 by Wayne Gretzky on Doug Gilmore. Right. And Kerry Fraser did not call it. That's that's something that... it that That's the moment, like, you, we have the, the goal, no goal with Marty Jelena here yeah. in 04. Yep. The missed Gilmore oh, high no. stick I is, heard about it. Is, is just like the 04 moment here. I heard about it. I, I, and I looked over at my father. Yeah, and he just he just looked defeated. You know, he wasn't small in stature, mm. but it's just he was just a deflated human being. And then my uncles proceeded to just absolutely just laugh at him continuously for for a very long period of time. Right? Yeah. Why? Then Wi-Fi came around. You know, the wireless internet. I'm not sure most of you guys have that. And uh, and Interac. Mm. You know, uh, debit. And my father's bank card was 1967, and you know our Wi-Fi password was Leafs 1967. <laughs> And I, that seems ironclad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't even think a Russian or North Korean hacker no, can break no, those codes. No. There's a capital letter in there, though. I'll tell you that. And that might throw is the, the S a dollar out. sign? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then it's impenetrable. <laughs> so, I remember sitting there thinking, "Oh man, you know, I just want the Leafs to have some success for my dad." Mm-hmm. You know, like because I it's nice of you. Yeah, and they literally like they you know they get Matt Sundin and. You know, Dougie Gilmore and, you know, all these players start coming around. The team starts playing well. and Ty Domi. Ty Domi. And, you know, they had Curtis Joseph in there, too, for a while going yeah. on a run. Eddie Belfour. I went to Vladislav Trecek School in Toronto when Belfour signed in Toronto and was on the ice with Belfour and Belfour's from Carmen. So there's a little uh, Manitoba, Southern Manitoba connection down there. And, and all of this, just, I was like, one day my dad is going to be able to cheer, you know, and, and I'm going to play a tug on your heartstrings here for a second and, but uh, do we have any heartstrings music? <laughs> give me a minute. Give, give nice me a minute. Soft, give me a minute here, though. Soft music and uh, underneath. And uh, and I, the least started to get good. And my dad turned into a jerk. You know what I mean? Like an absolute Leafs fan jerk. He was a great guy, hmm. but you watch the Leafs play, and he turns into somebody completely different. Oh no! And then he's since passed, and uh, and and towards the end, you know. He was kind of coming in and out of things. And this is a God's honest, true story. And I said, Dad, because he was in it. He wasn't paying attention very much. I said, you know what? Finally, now that I got your attention, I just want to let you know that the Leafs are not in the National Hockey League anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. You did not A hundred percent I did. No. One million percent. And he came oh. to in six seconds like nothing had <laughs> was ever wrong with him. Just, are you serious? Oh, my God. And I'm like, no. No, Dad, they're still there. And, and you know, it was just the whole thing just led to that moment of, you know what, these Leafs fans, for as good of people as they think that they are, mm. they're awful. They're awful. Mm. They're awful. Mm. I, I, it drives me nuts. Everywhere you go, you go to the bar, they're wearing the Leafs, the Leafs jerseys. Yeah. They go to they infiltrate every building, uh-huh. and they cheer. Uh-huh. And some of these are good people. Some of these people I call my friends. Yeah, sure. Right? I, I mean, I'm going to have to go to walk and see a handful of them and get slapped on the side of the head. Yeah. But I sit there. It's like you guys are like I. Just, it's impossible. I laugh when the Leafs lose. I love it. Hard. I love it. I love post game interviews with the coaches. He's got to sit there and look for answers. Dean Chanel is the assistant coach. He coached me in Seattle. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Great coach. Awesome person. Great human being. I can't cheer for him. <laughs> I can't do it. Strong hate police man. Like it's awful. Yeah. Um. Here's why Leaf fans are super obnoxious. Um, a lot of them don't have the opportunity or means to get to Toronto to watch a game because it is very, very expensive Yes, to watch the Leafs in Toronto. So a lot of them save up their, their ducats yeah. to go to one game, and especially because they're, they're the team that's been around forever, 
Um, those roots run around the country. Yes, they do. Where uh, the granddad was a Leafs fan, the daddy's a Leafs fan, I'm a Leafs fan, my son's a Leafs fan now, and yep. we all go to the game and cheer against the Flames and wear our blue and white sweater. But they only get one opportunity <laughs> a year to show their Leaf fandom, so they have to put it all on the line. I know. I, hey, listen, I, I I've experienced it in Buffalo. Yeah where you have a typical Leaf fan who's wearing his Doug Gilmore jersey that's four <laughs> sizes too small that he's had for 25 yeah, years he's poured and goes gets it, yes. hammered <laughs> on Genesee ice at the Walden Galleria Mall and then wants to fist fight a Sabres fan or a fellow Leafs fan at the Sabres game. And things just get out of hand. Yes, they do. I have seen many fisticuffs at Leafs and Sabres games. But yep. that's what it is. They don't get the chance to experience and live their Leafdom they get it once a year, and tomorrow night's their chance. You're essentially arguing the purge, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but that's what it is. But that's what it is. They get to come they out get of the one woodwork. day where they get to be total clowns. Yes, that's essentially what it is. Ridiculous. They should have to pay leaf ticket prices to come to any building that they go to. That's a great point by you. That's a great point by you, yep. Brent. I yep. like that plan a First lot. First bowl, leaf tickets right behind... Uh, Pat Quinn on yeah. the bench. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Five but, bills. But real Just quick. sit in the bleeds at the dome. Now. Come on um, down. Oilers Drink as much are in dome town. foam as you want. Come on. Oilers are in town on Fill Saturday. Your boots. Yeah. Some Cal Flames fans are getting irrationally angry at Oilers fans too, right? It's, it's different though. That's completely different. It's completely different. Because of the rivalry? Yeah. It's the Leafs. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's like yeah. the Cowboys. Well, not, well I mean, it's kind of like the Cowboys. Kind of like the Cowboys. Yeah, if there's a lot of parallels there yeah. because so. people are jealous because it's the most popular team <laughs> in the know. league. I'd like to have those problems. You know what I mean? Can you imagine at least one Stanley Cup? What would happen to our okay, game? Okay, I, I will tell. No, I will tell you what happens at least. They had, th- and I was there. They had about three million people for the Raptors parade. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> yes. I was at Nathan Phillips Square. My phone didn't work because of the amount of humanity that was around. <laughs> they would have seven to eight million people if the Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Because you would have Leaf fans from around the globe coming to downtown Toronto for that parade. Yeah. It would double or even triple what the Raptors did. And we saw what the Raptors I parade know. looked like. The Leafs parade would be way, way bigger than what that is. And again, it's the entitlement. It's being the most overrated team every year. It's the expectations every year. Much like, as, as Patty Dumas will attest, <laughs> much like the national English soccer team. The, the expectations are always to yes. know, we have the best league in the world. Yep. We're going to win the titles. And then they always fall flat on their face and choke in the biggest moments. The Leafs haven't even been to the cup final since the league was six teams, which crazy? is a mind-blowing stat. I know. I know. Since, the, since, you know, guys didn't wear helmets, like that's the last time the Leafs made it to the cup and won the Stanley Cup way back when. In 1967. It's just the entitlement of Leaf fans. That's what really aggravates a lot of people. But at the same time, does it put a smile on your face a little bit as Calgarians when people in Vancouver get really hot about playing at 4 o'clock because the Leafs are in town instead of 7? Does that at least put a little smile on your face? Because they hate that in Vancouver more than anything. Because Vancouver's Toronto Junior in Canada. They have an air about them. Oh, we have the Pacific Ocean. Look at our Canucks. Oh, we're just like Toronto. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got to play at 4 o'clock because the Leafs. True. There's a certain amount of irony there as well. But you know yeah. what? I think we should get to some of the audio before we run out of show. <laughs> All right. There's lots of time. These clips are like a minute and a half long, at least. What do you, have, what do you got coming up on Mucho? Ryan Dixon. Oh, okay. I like Ryan Dixon. Yeah. Habs fan, too, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wrote a great piece of the 93 Habs. Okay. Yeah. 
on the anniversary. It was really good. I'm done talking about Ontario and Eastern Conference teams. Um, <laughs> Mark Andre Fleury should never be in the same conversation as Patrick Waugh. Agree or disagree? <laughs> I agree. Thank you. Not even in the same stratosphere. No. Although I appreciate everything Mark Andre Fleury's a great goalie, yep. Hall of Famer, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But not even in the same breath. I don't even think it's. I don't think you can debate it. Yeah, honestly, you're right. Um, we had. A, you want to do Stone Cold Steve Austin first? <laughs> so Stone Cold Steve Austin, the wrestler. Um, I don't know if have you ever been in a cold tub? Have yes. you tried the cold tub? Oh, I love the cold tub. Yeah. Yes. Big cold tub guy. I'm a, like a, I'm a, I'm a walrus for the cold tub. I love like it. when you do you leak into that, the, no, no, like when no. you climb into the tub, does the water fall up <laughs> yeah. the sides? Well, you don't, you, you don't fill it up to the top. <laughs> okay. Anybody who has a cold tub <laughs> okay. knows you can be three pounds and overflow it if you step in. It's okay. volume displacement. It's like <laughs> it's grade true. three science. It's, it's three quarters full with ice and a little propeller jet in there Physics? just to circulate it. Math? And you sit in it. Yep. It's totally fine. So Stone Cold Steve Austin now has a new therapy, and part of his therapy is a cold tub. So he posted it on his Instagram feed live the first time he climbed into a cold tub. You want to hear the audio? It's about a minute long. <laughs> I would love to hear that. All right, audio. hit it, GVP. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Steve coming to you from the Broken Skull Ranch. Uh, about to do my first cold plunge and renew therapy. Uh, my shop says 43 degrees right now, so I'm sure the water is sub 50. I was going to start off at 50. It's going to be a little bit colder than that. And uh, we're going three minutes here. Once it gets on to 12 and 5. Four, three, two, down we go. God, son of a bitch. Ha, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, he did the next day. He sat uh, sat in for three minutes. He Good did. for him. He stomped a hole in that mother bleeper, <laughs> as he likes to say. It's great for circulation. You go hop yeah. in the hot tub and you go back to the cold. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. You mix it up. Yep, you feel fantastic. It's a good yeah, body you cycle in. Hey, ah! Once yep. you get once you get past that first step, <laughs> yes, sir. Not so bad. Now, um, Maddie Rose does a uh, a very admirable job doing the Rose Report. Yeah. Uh, some days are better than others. Mm. <laughs> but uh, today he uh, uncovered a gem uh, from what we believe is some sort of game on the East Coast. Now, um, when you talk about the greatest play-by-play moments in history, you know, um, of course, uh, Danny Galvin, his legendary calls. You Goldie have goal. Yep. The golden goal, Sidney Crosby, Chris Cuthbert, yep. Joe Sackick, Bob Cole. You know, the uh, the calls in, in hockey are great. This one, I think, is going to be right up there. there we, we haven't found out his name. Once we found out his name, we want to give him a shout-out. We don't yeah. even know the league. We don't know the league, but we know it's on the East Coast. Now, this gentleman, he cheated death calling yeah. a hockey game. Oh, wow. He did. He cheated death. So now you're going to hear this audio of this. I think there's only one way to put it. Brave hockey play-by-play announcer right. as he wait. cheated death. Here it is. The rush. Pulls it back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> and that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence right there. 9.25 left. I apologize if I just uh, uh, just damaged your eardrums there. Just It went right over the mesh, right over my head, so uh, I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Everyone's, uh, a few people look at me. I'm fine. Just, I'm fine. Just, <laughs> 
Oh my God! As I apologize for that one right there, and for saying, "Oh my God," I shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. Just, okay, I'm just trying to catch my breath here. Just okay. Just all right. As we're back to this thing, he was spiraling too. So, what is up with the explanation? <laughs> yeah, Kron, the puck didn't hit him though. Yeah, I know. Like that's the thing. I know. Like Peter Mar falling off of his chair sounded oh. more dangerous than the. the, the yeah. Oh. Like, so, I can't believe this, you dropped that on there. This that. is a guy who you would not want to be sitting beside on a plane if there was a little bit of turbulence. Oh my God. Like him, is he not tears. watching the game? Yeah. Night tears, ma'am. Yeah, like he clearly just narrowly missed certain death with the puck hitting him. It didn't hit him. And then he spirals explaining it. Like he was just spiraling at him. I know. He lost his girlfriend. I'm fine. Just, I'm fine. Just. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. If he was dating somebody, I'm sure she's left him by now. She she knows that she's not safe with this man with any type of threat coming down the pipe. You know, like it's it's a it's a it's an attack essentially. He is he's lost a lot of credibility with people. I would imagine in a uh, pressure situation. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to live that one down. No. It's like the boom goes the dynamite guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, and boom. Goes the I know. Misses the whole blade. Ball yeah. goes in the back, and boom goes the dynamite. It's so good. And this guy, play it one more time, where he's, he just cheats death. <laughs> the puck there goes to the corner oh, in wild Martin. territory with a minute and 12 seconds remaining. <laughs> you know? But he got up and he called the game. You didn't even know what happened. The center ice winds up in behind the Minnesota net. And the one minute to go here's the third period. Game tied at one. Puckins back at the blue line of the Calgary Zone. That's a pro right That's there. That's a pro. That's a pro. That's a Not like this that guy. guy's in the trenches. Not Everyone, like the other uh, guy. A few people goes back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> and that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence, right? It's a little Dave Mishkin to it, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, you can't, you can't fake the terror in his no. voice. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, that's like something flew in, like, not a puck, like an animal flew yes. in at his yeah. face. Yeah, he was getting like an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> or he was in the, getting chased by a lion or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, it reminded me of this local. Call as well from back last year. Well, here comes Bazin. He's got suspicious <laughs> Look at the oh, oh, what's he gonna do? He's doing the rope, Daddy. Oh, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> that guy's you getting free drinks for the rest of his no, life. You know what? We <laughs> should. Uh, I don't know if it's in the budget. We, you know, we have a, an annual beer league hockey game. Yeah, I we do. should try oh. to fly in that guy to do the play-by-play, <laughs> yeah. play. and then like surprise him with things throw. that might kill him. <laughs> throw, yeah. throw yeah. Just shoot Nerf guns at yeah. him. <laughs> and, you know, just uh, launch stuff and yeah. slap him in, in the back of the head when he's not paying attention. Do we have time for one more thing that I wanted to share? The Sean sure. Dersey thing. Sure. The anti-forward meeting. So this is another <laughs> video from the What Chaos podcast with Pete Blackburn. Sean Dersey, who we just saw at the Arizona Coyotes yesterday, uh, was talking to them about some of the dinners that they have in Arizona. Do you think you could play forward? Easiest position in sports. <laughs> 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 we actually do a D and goalie dinner every month here in Arizona. And, and the main topic of conversation is how much we can't trust the forward. So it's, <laughs> True. it's pretty funny, actually. I can't tell if we're still doing the bit. You actually have get-togethers to talk oh, your forwards? 
it's uh it's our favorite conversation to have and you know it's always with a nice steak and you know maybe a bottle of red wine but it's, it's a good laugh always about talking about the forwards did you ever have those when you played goal meetings with your defense to just crap on the forwards <laughs> they, they weren't formalized usually they were, you know but they were like every time we're on the road you just go with the demon you sit there like these guys you can't trust them on the wall here no. bob's not getting the puck out charlie's not skating back here we know there's about two or three forwards that you could sit there like the guy's defensively responsible is going to give me an outlet. Otherwise, you're getting pasted against the glass. Every defenseman will tell you, too. It's like they know who's coming here, doing what. And it's nice to have a little outlet. You know what I mean? Have a nice, you know, couple beers and some chicken wings or a steak and a bottle of wine. Yeah, back in the day, it was beer and chicken wings. <laughs> Nowadays, they're drinking steak and a couple of bottles of nice red. <laughs> a nice there. vintage out of Cali. <laughs> yeah, like you, you break down the game from the night before. Yeah. Can you believe Peter did this. Yeah, we can. He does this every single game. You got to know better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is the voice of uh, Mr. Brent Cron, our Big Show Flames analyst, courtesy of All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Uh, Mucho Big Show, what do you got coming up? I already uh, asked Ryan Dixon, yeah, he wrote a little article on the Pacific Division. Oh, cool. Talk about that. Um, I love it. Um, do you, are you also going to talk about Jose Mourinho leaving Roma and how Canada soccer should be calling that guy and paying him a lot of money? They won't, though. Yeah, they're cheap bastards. Mm-hmm. Like if the U.S. didn't rehire Berthalter, they'd be all over Mourinho. Uh, they sh- Canada soccer, how fun would that be? I mean, oh, that guy's the head coach. All right. Be awesome. There you go. <laughs> I just wanted to slide that in there because you yeah, guys are just looking I agree. like I have no idea what's going on. I don't know. I've All right. Uh, terrific stuff. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. You're in Lloyd Minster on Friday on a water slide. Wants yeah. to call you. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll yep. call you at 8? Yeah, give me a shot at 8. All right. Yep. Yeah, you want us to I'm call gonna you? I'm going to call you? Really? Yeah, I'll can call you, can, you, can we call you from the water slide? I don't, I don't. I'll have a breakfast meeting by that time. It'll just be wrapping up. Might not uh, be like, open. Pool might not be open. Water slide's not open until 4. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Because I would love to talk to you while you're going down the slide. That's what I really want to do. <laughs> so, Kron, tell us about Vladar's performance last yeah. night while you're going, wee! Yeah. I think that'll be good. Be oh, he lost his phone. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher. Rate and subscribe, I guess. Be cool. Why get not? after it. Yeah, get after it. Good, good. Do that today. That's on your to-do list, I guess. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. See you. <laughs>